Good morning. This is Talking Animals on WMNF. I'm Duncan Strauss. And before I go any further, I want to thank Randy Wynn for hosting the last two Wednesdays in my absence. And though they're bringing two terrific shows, one about horses, the other last week about pit bull-type dogs. So a big thanks to Randy for that. Meanwhile, my guest today is singer-songwriter Dog Nut Kathleen Edwards. And I say Dog Nut in only the most flattering sense, Kathleen. Um... This represents an interview uh, postponed for various reasons, including at least one hurricane. But good things truly come to those who wait. Kathleen has joined us today in studio, not only for conversation, but she's also been kind enough to agree to perform some of her songs, mostly probably animal songs, but maybe some others too. We'll see. We'll hear her first song in just a moment, but let me first tell you a bit more about her. Hailing from Ottawa, Kathleen burst onto the music scene in 2003 with her debut full-length album, Failure, which drew rave reviews and fervent fans. More albums followed, as did more acclaim, but as the years passed, she reached a personal and artistic crossroads, something she discussed in some detail in her previous appearance on Talking Animals in September of 2020. Opting to put her music career on hold, open a coffee house, and cultivate her relationship with an Ontario-based Golden Retriever Rescue called Golden Rescue. After some time, Edwards resumed making music, releasing the stellar 2020 album Total Freedom, which included some animal songs, including Who Rescued Hugh, a moving elegy for beloved foster fail Red. More recently, she released Dogs and Alcohol, a four-song EP, which features an acoustic reimagining of Who Rescued Who and a cover of John Lennon's Love. So there's lots to discuss, and we may well welcome your questions or comments for Kathleen. So if you want to try calling in, 813-239-9663, emailing DJ at WNF, or texting 813-433-0885. We'll try to work in some questions for Kathleen from you. There'll probably be better questions than I'm asking, which is often the case. But uh, also want to let you know that we're going to be streaming this, in fact, our Already streaming this on Facebook Live. You can go to the WNF news page to find that. So I think with that in mind, let's uh, welcome back to WMNF and Talking Animals, Kathleen Edwards. Hello, Kathleen. Hi, Duncan. Thanks for having me. It's nice to see you in person. Yeah, it's nice to be face to face in the studio, and there's no COVID restrictions or other problems uh, standing in our way. So let's first. I think we'd probably be accused of bearing the lead. If we didn't discuss right off the bat how your residential status or at least part-time residential <laughs> status has changed or at least widened out. So tell me about that, what I'm kind of alluding to cryptically, but for some people already know, but many people probably don't know and are going to be super excited to claim you. Yeah, well, I am I am a new St. Pete resident. I, um, I My husband and I moved down here. Um, well, we are Canadian residents and we yeah. are... I am the youngest snowbird that I know of, um, and uh, we we moved to St. Pete a year and a half ago, um, and we're really thrilled to be here. We got to know St. Pete a bit during um, 2020 um, when Canadians were told that Florida was a war zone. We were like, let's see it. So we came down and rented a little place, and we just fell in love with it. Um, and so we decided we wanted to, you know, put down some firmer roots, wow. and uh, we we love Central. Uh, we live near the Whedon um, Preserve and near Gandy Beach. And nice. I just, I have to say, it's it's one of the most charming, interesting, there's never a lack of anything to do or a great restaurant to hit up. And I'm just thrilled to get to know the area. I don't really know anyone, so it's just kind of a new, it's a new thing. Well, I think it'll be friends flocking to you as of today's <laughs> conversation, perhaps. But one thing, you kind of address some things that already appeal to you. But as a touring musician for a number of years, you've obviously been to a lot of places, a lot of cool, charming places also. So what particularly appealed to you about St. Pete where you thought, I not only really like this, I could actually see living part of the year here? Um, <clears throat> the uh, Yeah, oof. Well, I should keep it non-political. Uh, just kidding. Uh, I think, you know... There are a lot of Canadians who come down here for good reason. Canadian winters are long, yeah. and they can be punishing. And I love winter. I, My dogs and I, we snowshoe. I love skiing. We live in the country, which is a wonderful thing to, to enjoy in the winter in Canada. Um, but it is really also nice to be in a place where you can go outside and you don't have to have 3,000 layers of long johns on before... Uh, 8 a.m. So um, St. Pete just was one of these places that felt accessible. We love how friendly it is. We love how um, the art scene in St. Pete seems to be just 
blowing up. There's a really great area called the Warehouse District. Central is such a beautiful and special sort of smattering of new and old businesses. It really feels like a lot of people are taking notice and kind of relocating to a place that feels like it has great bones and is just going to continue. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure people who live in St. Pete have always wanted to keep the secret just to themselves. Yeah. And I can appreciate the changes. You're, you're working against those efforts right now. Yes, yeah, yeah. but in, in the most respectful and uh, appreciative way, for sure. So it sounds like you're almost more pleased than, than kind of what you imagined when you guys decided, hey, let's let's spend how many how many months? I mean, Snowbird notwithstanding, so how many months a year do you likely or so far at least have you been spending down here? Um, well, we bought a house that needed a lot of work, so we haven't had a ton of time here. A lot okay. of things needed to be repaired. And oh, I see. Um, Before it was livable, you mean? Yeah. Like year round. Yeah. So it took a while, and you know, COVID. If anyone tried to find you know a, a renovation project or something like that during COVID, it was challenging from supply and demand issues to sure. labor and all that stuff. So it's taken us a long time, but it was worth the wait. And um, and I came down. I was on tour all. Uh, all this year, I worked my little hiney off. And, yeah. Uh, November, um, early December, I wrapped up for the year. Um, and I got my car up in Canada and loaded the dogs. And my husband and I drove down and we got here just before Christmas. So it's really fresh. Like I'm three weeks in. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so, so great. Well, we want to talk about the dogs and uh, some other things in a sec. But maybe we should hear a song. I don't know if you want to do an animal song or if you have something in mind, but uh, um, well, in in keeping with good good housing uh, segues, I'll play um, the opening song on my last record, um, and it's a song called Glen Fern, which was the name of a street where I used to live with uh, with my ex husband who hilariously is flying into Tampa today. To I, I love that when you said that earlier. So I guess things are fairly amicable. Yeah. We get along great. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I, 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 he and I stood in that lobby of WMF. I remember he flew into Tampa. It's the strangest thing. He flew into Tampa and met me here at this station in 2008, maybe nine and we were on our way to the Kayamo uh, cruise in Miami. Mm. And I I walked through the lobby and I just had this flashback of like, oh my God, yes, this is where he and I met each other once he got off the plane. So wow. it's a strange serendipity coincidence yeah. day. Like, so WNF has all kinds of interesting connections and interconnections. Odd. Yeah. Well, we're but super thrilled that you're here. That's thanks. for sure. Yeah. And uh, this is a song about a, a neighborhood where we used to live. And, um, you know, the, the whole Google Maps sort of solidified people's histories from a, from a street view perspective. And uh, we loved that the original Google Street View of our home back then had the Siamese cat sit, grabbed a shot of the Siamese cat oh, sitting on the hilarious. front porch. Oh, that's great. So um, this is a song called Glenfern. be 
That's Kathleen Edwards live on Talking Animals on WMNF with Glenn Fern. Again, we are streaming live on Facebook. Uh, we are streaming on Facebook Live, I should say. You can find that at the WMNF news page. And also, we're uh, opening up if somebody would like to ask Kathleen a question or offer a comment. We can call 813-239-9663. Email DJ at WMNF.org or text 813-433-0885. So let's talk, I think as we're almost constitutionally required in this show a little <laughs> bit about animals so you made reference to dogs so tell me how many dogs are we talking about these days who are they and let's <laughs> let's get their profiles um i have a golden retriever yes. named fred and fred is one of those sort of smaller red gingery looking golden retrievers and he um was a rescue dog that uh i think i got him probably at about five years old oh, and wow. he's about nine now Nice. He's a charming gentleman. He loves everybody. <laughs> he belongs as a as an office dog who gets to say hello to a million people a day or as a therapy dog at a senior's home. He just wants to sit on your feet and say hello and look at you lovingly and of course snacks are always welcome. Wow. And uh and then my other dog is a labradoodle named Penny that I got just before she turned a year old, and she is, um, as described, the Labradoodle guy from Australia said he curses the day he invented the breed. She is neurotic, and she is a working dog. She wants to uh, be uh, work constantly chasing rabbits or squirrels, and she's a high-activity dog. She's about nine now, mm. and uh, she loves sitting on my paddleboard, and she's she's my best friend. She's my amazing companion. She's as long as she's active, it sounds like everything is cool. She keeps me active, and I do credit my dog, uh, Penny, with um, getting me a sort of... I went through a period of clinical depression, and... She really brought a lot of structure to my life um, where we were up at 7, 7.30 every morning. She needed, you know, a solid hour and a half walk every morning. Wow. And it really uh, set a new sort of tone in my life and a new routine and being outside and the physical activity of walking is mm, the best part of my day. It really keeps me in a good space. So you made a reference earlier uh, about Penny being a, a therapy dog, but in this case, it sounds like it's legitimately so, uh, not just going to places, uh, facilities, hospitals, whatever, but a therapy dog for Kathleen <laughs> Edwards, right? And I also, you know, I never had children. It just never, it just never happened for me. And I have the neediest dog that fulfills all of the uh, the ego needs that I have of being the the greatest person in the room. She she loves me a little too much. Oh, that's great. Well, that's a good problem. <laughs> good problem to have. Yeah. And I assume Fred probably came from the the rescue that uh, we've already known about from past conversations, yeah. and where your beloved Red came from, probably right. Yeah. Um, 
I got him through a golden rescue, uh, this organization. I'm sure there's a few smattering organizations like that around North America, but this golden rescue particularly, I had, when I knew I wanted to get a dog, I had reached out to them. And at the time they didn't really have the dog that would suit my needs. And I offered to foster. And so uh, one day I got a call not long after getting Penny, my Labradoodle, and they said, we have uh, we have maybe a dog available for you. And I said, I got a dog. Um, and they said, would you consider fostering? And I said, yes, I would. So my phone rang a few weeks after that. And they said, we have a golden retriever. We'd love to foster. Have you foster? And he lives in your area. He needs to be picked up from a home. People moved away and left him. And so I went and picked him up and I got, that's the day I met now known as Red, mm. another big lovable red golden retriever and of course um i failed in my fostering and uh he just brought a lot of happiness and stability and calm the way goldens typically do he's an older guy and um and so the organization let me adopt him made an exception for me and um, oh so they really discourage foster fails that's oh yeah because how would they have foster families if everyone right immediately (laughs) failed it's like hey we can't go to them they were just adopted last week and yeah i understand so they have strict rules i'm sure yeah i think you know they they want to which makes sense they have people in line and stuff so um and i didn't want two dogs i didn't think i needed two dogs i didn't Mm. think i could afford two dogs but um red was too charming and too special to to uh to not at least try so, yeah yeah well and red is of course the uh the focus of a song that we'll hear probably at some point oh, before yeah. we're, we're too far along but let's let's talk about something else that i think kind of almost fits into our previous part of the conversation about you becoming a saint pete or at least part-time resident and that's that you have a show coming up as as a saint pete resident we should be sure to highlight that's your forthcoming concert February 19th at the Flor- Floridian Social. And uh, so tell us a little bit about that. I, every, everybody, I keep seeing phrases saying, backed by a full band. I don't know why everybody is su- super consumed with that, but that's, I guess, an important point we should yeah. be sure to mention. <laughs> well, I was walking down Central a couple months ago, and well, maybe even up to a year ago, and stumbled by the Floridian Social Club, and there was something going on. I peeked my head in and went, what is this room? It looks amazing. So... I called my agent and I said, I want to be booked at that club. And so he looked it up. We it, we made this work and the promoter has uh, generously uh, given me a date and February 19th. Um, and yeah, uh, full band. Well, the reason is uh, because I think one of the strange sort of two existences of my musical life is that I obviously I'm a songwriter and I play guitar, I play violin, I can play electric guitar and you can't always take a full band with you. Right. Um, And I have the uh, option of doing acoustic shows sometimes. Um, And I know when I play with my full band, we kind of are rocking and it's more of a petty Neil Young sort of Lucinda Williams inspired you know, kind of gritty rock and roll show. And I know people love their rock and roll. I do too. Um, and sometimes I have to play acoustic shows and sometimes I really enjoy quieter, more intimate singer-songwriter rooms. So sure. this one is a, a full band. Bring and, it out. And you're just distinguishing Turn just it to up. make it clear so people know that this is this is a full band. It's, it's the rock and yeah. full, full, full tilt version. It's Kathleen the full Hayden. tilt. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Cool. Now, I may have this wrong, but um, I'm looking into uh, tickets. Are they not quite on sale yet, or am I... That's a glitch on their website. Ah, okay. Um, there is, okay. if you go to my website, which is kathleenedwards.com, there yeah. is a link to the ticket buys there. Okay. And, um, yeah. So people can get tickets. Yeah. And again, this is February 19th at the Floridian Social... I think we've underscored this point. Full band, backed by full band. Full band. Right. Full band. (laughs) Cool. That's great. And again, we are speaking with Kathleen Edwards. She uh, is going to play probably another song shortly, maybe an animal song. And uh, we're we're getting some nice comments about about people are happy that you're here. And thanks for choosing Tampa Bay and other people. I think might even have a gig offer here that we will pass along. So so far, so good. We'll do like an online bidding, like, you know, how much. Right, yeah. Yeah, what, what, what am I? What am I bid for Kathleen Edwards and this and this guy's? And um. well, one of the reasons too, I really wanted to be based down here is because I really enjoy playing to American audiences, and 
places like North Carolina and um, Birmingham, Alabama, Nashville, um, they're all places that I have enjoyed sort of a, 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 a grassroots following. And to be in Florida really allows me to try and build an audience here. And so I'm excited to learn about, you know, what venues people love and I was in. I was on tour last month uh, here in Florida, actually, with this thing called the Last Waltz. Yeah, and we'll get into that in a sec for sure. And we played yeah. some beautiful venues, and I'm just, I'm so excited to, you know, kind of work my way into this this community. It's it's really great. Yeah. So the, in fact, the uh, the show at the Floridian on, on February 19th is forthcoming, but you just referred to some shows that had, were just in the past. Really interested to hear about the last Walt shows because it sounded like an amazing lineup and it must have been incredible experiences every night. So how did that come about for you, first of all? And tell us a little bit about what it was like any random night when you were playing those shows. Well, um, this is community radio, so if you don't know what The Last Waltz is, you're not a true community radio listener. Yeah, I, maybe I should have explained, <laughs> but I thought, hopefully I don't need to, but maybe I should have, yeah. Um, but The Last Waltz was a concert in 1976 uh, that a band called The Band, fronted by Robbie Robertson, as well as incredible bandmates Rick Danko and Levon Helm, uh, amongst others. Um, uh, they performed their last concert in the San Francisco area, and it was filmed by Martin Scorsese, and it was done around Thanksgiving, and uh, it became sort of this iconic folk rock moment in musical history, and people like Joni Mitchell, um, Van Morrison, Neil Young, Paul Butterfield, they all were in the original live walt, uh, Last Waltz. And so many people have done reunion tours to sort of perform the Last Waltz in honoring the history of that. And I got asked to do a tour with Warren Haynes and Jamie Johnson, uh, John Medeski from Medeski, Martin and Wood, um, uh, Cyril Neville from the Neville Brothers, uh, Anyways, there was a, an incredible cast of performers that I was just so honored to be part of. And I got to sort of be the Emmy Lou Harris, the Joni Mitchell, the sort of the one female. My mom was like, they're going on tour with all these men. I was like, yes, I am. Yes, and I can't <laughs> wait to get there. Yeah. Um, and it was really so incredibly fun. And I think what was really unique about it was all these world-class musicians on stage. Um and we were playing usually all these people like Warren, of course, plays his own music and Jamie Johnson performs his own songs every night. And we yeah. were kind of like this incredible all-star cover band. And it was a wonderful chance for us to just enjoy playing songs that for us, for me or anyway, are part of my musical DNA. I grew up listening to Up on Cripple Creek and yeah. The Shape I'm In and you know, life is a carnival. So, um, so that was a really special tour and we got to play beautiful venues. We played a few shows here in Florida. Yeah. Now were there particular, I mean, it sounds like the whole thing was sort of amazing and incredible and, and intense in all the best ways. Were there peak moments nonetheless each night that you just thought, well, here's, here's my, my favorite kind of part of the evening, even though I love the whole evening itself. I, my favorite song of the night was usually, and I, I didn't play on it, so don't worry, I'm not tooting my own horn. My favorite song of the night was Warren singing Van Morrison's um, uh, Caravan. Mm. Uh, and he, when he started sing, every time he sang the first line, I could swear Van Morrison was on stage. Like you close your eyes wow. and you're like, he sounded, he sounds so much like Van Morrison. It's incredible. And it's such a great, song, you know, and people really love that song. And there's a lot of like crazy dancing that happens during that part of the show. <laughs> and um, and I would usually stand on the side of the stage and be going crazy because I just love great, dancing. Crazy along. dancing. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. good. Well, that sounds like really cool. And that's great that it, it sounded so much like Van. I mean, that's I wouldn't, yeah. have, wouldn't necessarily have thought that from Warren, but uh, yeah, he's yeah. got and he sang perfectly every night. And the poor guy, I mean, he was he had to cancel a lot of shows after our run. He was not well. Yeah, um, he I think he sang every night, kind of just on the edge, not feeling a hundred percent. And he, you would never know. He just wow. sang perfect and uh, plays amazing. And yeah. anyway, wow. No, it sounds really great. So what did The Last Waltz mean to you? Like, And did it mean different things at different times? Like as an aspiring songwriter, did The Last Waltz mean one thing? And then later, especially in the wake of this touring experience, which sounds magical, did it mean something different to you? Did it shift? 
I think the one thing that the last waltz, uh, particularly the music of the band, um, that I really feel kind of connected to is the story of Robbie Robertson, who is Canadian and has been living in the United States. And I don't know his, but has probably been in the States longer than he ever was in Canada. And that real connection with loving American culture and American history and really feeling much more, I think, you know, kind of musically accepted in America um, and and being really lovingly received here. Mm. Um, and I really like that Robbie worked really hard during those years to write material and to be a band leader and to, you know, he had terrible stage fright was an interesting thing about him. Yeah. But he persevered through and, um, and, you know, I think there was a lot of dysfunction and drug use in that group and how they kept it on the tracks is who knows how, but, um, but I really admired him and, and the story of all those, how all those people made a contribution that formed the, the, the band in a really like songs that people just still, like I said, it feels like it's part of their musical DNA. Yeah, for sure. Wow. That's really cool. All right, well, let's. Uh, this is making me kind of itch for music from you uh-huh. now because we talked about it a little bit. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more afterwards. What do you, how do you feel about playing Who Rescued? It? Yeah. Okay. So this is Kathleen Edwards. It's Talking Animals on WMNF. Again, it's streaming live on Facebook. Uh, you can go to find that if you're just tuning in and just hearing this now at the <laughs> WMNF news page. And again, we are happy to have questions and comments at uh, 813-239-9663. Or you can email DJ at WMNF.org or text 813-433-0885. And we got one email that came in. It said, I saw you with a full band at Americana Fest two years ago at Brooklyn Bowl, Nashville. Amazing show. You and the guitarists were really rocking out. Mm. So that speaks more to the full band thing yeah. that we keep coming back to. So, um, And then here's actually one more quick thing about last waltz. Randy Wind, our uh, former program director who sat in for me the last couple of weeks here and said I saw it, we loved it, it was wonderful and great to see Kathleen, so that's from Randy so that's cool. That's great. All right, so let's hear uh, Who Rescued Who, an animal song from Kathleen Edwards on Talking Animals on WMNF. Picked you up on the other side of the river Cause dogs and alcohol, they go so good together You were so sweet immediately Just charm me with your skin and bones Hop in the back seat. Oh, here we go Help a tree is where I put you with a rock that says your name that I had made for ya. And now my favorite thing to say is who rescued who, who rescued who, who rescued who. Of a habit I'm just trying to lose Called courage in a glass That helps me keep up to you Cause when we walk down the street Everybody would just stop and say Oh boy, aren't you so sweet But I felt that too And under Ooh, 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 
That's Kathleen Edwards with Who Rescued Who on Talking Animals on WMNF and a nice elegy for the departed red, mm. the sweet red. Sweet yeah. red. Yeah. I remember when we spoke last on this show, you were saying um, about that song, I think the album was largely finished and the, there was, I think the producer you both sort of said, I think we need one more song. And, and rather quickly, you created Who Rescued Who, which, as we just heard, is a terrific song. Did that experience influence one way or another the way you write songs just because it sounded like, from the way you characterized it before, you wrote it really fast compared to maybe the way you write other songs? Mm. Did that influence the way you think, hey, maybe I should get out of my own way and write faster on some of these songs? Oh, yeah, big time. I think uh, I had that, I, that, that sort of melody under the catalpa tree, and so, you know, I had the way I just played it would maybe have been the way I would have written it, but... Um, but my producer, Jim, said, you know, it just something kind of like a replacement C rock and roll fun, feels good, has a good pocket. So I just went under the little Catalpa tree. And so it's this sort of punchy little rock and roll song. Yeah. But, um, but uh, both work. And uh, but it's true, you know, sometimes I think about some of the songs I wrote early on before I even was touring or had a record deal. And you just write and things, you kind of write more fluidly without wondering or deconstructing or overthinking or rearranging things. And there's something really, a good reminder as somebody who's now put out five records and been the primary songwriter of those is sometimes it's good to just like, just not be a labor belabor yeah you know it's some of the greatest songs in the world are, come, come are exactly these really that way. simple like don't overthink it you know yeah. which is nice cool um and uh i think kathleen edwards fans including, including myself would have to sort of wonder what's any sort of timetable for like the next album or are we Okay. Listen, man, get off my back. (laughs) Okay. No. um, Stop pounding you, right? You know, I wish that um, I'm dying to to like to write and to work on new music. I I have songs percolating, and I I feel that incredible itch. Um, The last couple years were incredibly challenging, uh, just work wise, because I owned a coffee shop up until March of this past year. Right. Yeah. Twenty two quitters. Yeah. yeah, and um, and, and that you quit was quitters, so, right? I quit quitters. Yeah, yes, goodbye quitters. Okay, um, and I, it it was a really I owned a coffee shop for eight years in my hometown of Ottawa, and it was on the heels of that sort of clinical depression thing I was talking about. I really yeah. thought I wasn't going to play music anymore, and I opened up this really special spot in my neighborhood and it became this ecosystem and anyone who runs a small business or is self-employed knows that you have a dream of something and then it kind of um you realize that running a small business is sort of almost a lifestyle choice because you don't have weekends and you don't have you don't clock out at 5 30 and drive home um it's it's pretty consuming and so i had uh i had that on on my plate up until this past year and um and then i went right into touring and it's been I've been working and I've been loving playing, but um I just haven't had that this is why I'm in Florida is to like go back to my house now and write later today. Okay, cool. So we're getting there. We're okay. getting there. All right. Otherwise back off Jack. If I might go paddleboarding first, but okay. right after that first and I first. might go yeah. to Baba and have some lunch, but right after that, or I might um, you know, go you know, uh, go for a nice walk in Vinoy Park, but right after that, sure, I'll, I'll go very do some soon. <laughs> very soon, just sit tight. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about some upcoming shows. Obviously, again, we want to just mention yet again that the, uh, the show coming up February nineteenth at the Floridian Social, which again tickets are available, and that is full band as we've covered, I think, uh, <laughs> excessively at this point. But um, but there's something, some other things coming up, too, that we should, I think, at least briefly address. Do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, thing you're heading off to tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Um, this weekend, I'm playing up in Walton County. Uh, there is a festival there called 30A, Songwriters Festival. And I played it last year. I had never heard of it. Um, and it's... Uh, 
I knew about Walton County because my husband loves is very interested in urban design and urban planning. And, of course, oh, wow. we knew about Seaside and we knew about Rosemary Beach. And, uh, and it's amazing to find out that there was this incredible songwriters festival that's actually in all of those beach communities aligning off 30A. And it's an incredible group of... I want to say there might be upwards of 30 to 40 performers over a four-day period. Some are in uh, restaurants, some are in a few small music venues, some are in pop-up tents, um, and it's a really, there is no shortage of programming um, and yeah, I'm one of the performers. That's it's, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. In fact, now, do, you, do you guys do people um, play together and sort of discuss songs or do any kind of round table thing? Or is it strictly just people I don't performing their own sets? I think so. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but you know, okay. it's like Gin Blossoms are playing and wow. Hayes Carl and um, Sean Colvin, I believe, is playing. There's just no shortage, and I, I know that there's a. a you know, an in, intent to include a, some local talent as well. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, the, the list of songwriters is impressive. And That's I, great. I'm honored to be there. It's really that's cool. awesome. So it's the whole weekend long in Walton County. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And that's on your website, I believe, or at least it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure so is. Kathy. And, you know, tickets, people get a little, uh, tr- you know, a little scared off by the ticket price, but it's, it's really all things considered, you know, the amount of people you can see, um, over that course of time, over that course of the weekend is really extraordinary. And, you know, and it's a festival, it's a so festival, you, you That's, see all kinds of folks. And, yeah. Um, the amount of work the, the organizers do to make that yeah. a success is impressive. It's, like, it's a huge logistical challenge. For sure. It sounds like a because it sounds like remote. In some ways, so just even the housing element for the artists and others sound look a little bit tricky, but uh, but it sounds like it's well, well worth it if you get. Listen, get just give me a there. hammock on the beach. I'll I'll go. Sure. No problem. And let me know. When, <laughs> let me know when I play. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And again, that uh, KathleenEdwards.com is the website. You can find out about that. And plus, we can find out about this, which I want to briefly address, and then get back to an animal question or two. But you have a few dates coming up with Jason Isbell. What a double bill that is! Tell me about that. How did that that come to, about? Um, yeah, I, uh, got, was thrilled to be asked. We are doing a week of shows in Western Canada. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Jason's obviously an incredibly well-respected American songwriter and, you know, consider us sort of in the same vein of styles and songwriting approaches. And, um, and I just really admire that you know, I started writing songs and performing and recording. Like I played on the David Letterman show 20 years ago this week. Holy cow, I just realized that. It's 20 wow. years ago, I think maybe today um, or this, this past week. And when I came out, you know, there weren't a lot of young people. And I when I say young, I mean under 40 who listened to Americana roots-based singer-songwriters. It was really... Uh, an older demographic of, of music fans. And what's really cool to see someone like Jason Isabel have really young fans and people who love songs again and love roots rock and love a bit of twang and love storytelling songwriting. So it's it's nice to be hanging out with people whose, you know, aesthetic... Sensibilities yeah, are match similar. up like yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool. It's going to be really fun. Those audiences are going to be really uh, in for a treat. That's fantastic. All right, so i got to come back to animals. Again, constitutionally obligated. Speaking of Jason Isbell. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I say that only the most favorable because I am a big Jason Isbell fan, but I just want to make sure we don't run out of time because we are nearing the end of the hour. So let's talk a little bit about Siamese cats because although you're a huge dog person, as we've established earlier in the conversation, you're also a Siamese cat person. I I am. I am. I lost both of my Siamese cats, um, and mine were rescues. They one was a what's called a snowshoe Siamese, and I just love. I I think Siamese cats they can be a little cuckoo. They're incredibly bright and busy cats. I love them. They're fun. My cats used to walk with me when I walked the dogs. Um, they go all the way on the walk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and they would, you know. The, it, they're they're fun and um, and smart. Uh, sometimes too smart and 
but I lost both of them uh, in a six week period. Um, oh, geez. And they were, I'd had them almost 10 years. Um, oh, it was so tough. sorry. So I've been taking a, you know, I'm traveling a lot. So having pets is very challenging when you are back in a travel routine. Yeah. But my hope is to be a Florida cat lady and have some snowshoe Siamese cats hanging out with me. So that'd be the kind. Paddleboarding. Yeah, right. <laughs> they have to paddleboard. That is one requirement uh, that we do uh, insist on. Yeah. So are the dogs with you now? I wasn't quite clear when you said you... Yeah, you we drove down them. with them. So they're okay. here. They're enjoying their first Floridian experience. Nice. Yeah. And they're taken to it, I'm sure, with great enthusiasm. I would say that's one of the other things that my husband and I just love about this area is people are dog people. And yeah. there's bars that are catered to people bringing their dogs to the bar. I mean, I'm not spending tons of time there, but I, I just love that. Vinoy Park, uh, walking around, everybody gives everyone room to do their thing. Some people are there to walk their dogs. It's so dog friendly. Um, and I just, I just love it. I went to DeSoto Park the other day to the dog beach. Uh, you know, it's just, I, that's what I, one thing I love about it. It's like people get that Healthy lifestyles include dogs. Yeah, and the dogs are probably saying, hey, what have you been holding out on this? This was, this was here the whole time and you didn't bring us till now? Jeez. I would love a tip actually from your listeners about the one thing that I'm dealing with for the first time is, you know, the dogs will go swimming, you know, at Gandhi or wherever, and then they kind of have like that sticky, salty coat after. If anyone knows what I'm supposed to do to minimize that, I would love, I would love a hot tip right. on that. Yeah, do so- I have to bathe my dog every time? Every wow, time. That seems, yeah, that seems heavy. Well, you can call in if, if you have a solution for that for Kathleen at 813-239-9663, or you can email dg at wmnf.org and pass along your recommended solution to that. And um, meanwhile, I just saw an email that says, I am enjoying your show and would definitely go see her in concert. So there you go. Good. Better, better get a ticket. Right. That's before right. that guy buys all of them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So let's maybe hear another uh, song from... Um, I don't know if you would, would, if you want to do an animal song or uh, there's others that I would love to hear as well. But play a song called "Options Open." Okay, great.
Yay. That's Kathleen Edwards with options open here on Talking Animals on WMNF. And we're in our final moments, I'm afraid. But uh, you still have a chance to weigh in on either how to keep her dog clean after the beach thing or any other last-minute question. We do have one piece of advice on that dog thing. I want to also say that another uh, friend of the show, Nellie McKay, a frequent guest on Talking Animals over the years, will be performing this Friday, January 13th, at the Palladium Side Door in St. Petersburg. And um, we're going to get into what's happening next week on the show a little bit later. Yeah, so here it says, hello, at the very least, give your dog a really good rinse and maybe uh, leave a little conditioner in to prevent their skin from drying out. Great show, by the way. That's from Marinella in Tampa. So thank you, Marinella. Thank you. Hot tip. Appreciate it. Yeah. She has been itchy, so maybe that will help. That that, that, that might be part of it, yeah. So... uh, so yet another kind of thing that's on the horizon. Well, actually, one thing that I think you wrote a song about that we talked about before, and um, but it sounded like you had kind of maybe a growing interest in this at the time, is bird watching. Is that? Uh... Oh yeah, I I do enjoy bird watching. In fact, today I woke up and saw a about a cluster of about thirty white pelicans on the lake behind my house. Wow. Yes, they've been coming every morning, and it's an extraordinary sight. And then they take off, and they do this incredible uh, sort of like, I guess, getting up into the high parts of the atmosphere to coast to somewhere else. But they're absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yes, the original snowbird, I've been told. That's right. That's right, yeah. <laughs> except good no, omen. Except no substitute. But um, And so now are you, otherwise, when you see birds, maybe not, not those numbers, but just a specific bird, are you tracking that in the way that, the true bird watchers, even aspiring ones, tend to like say, "Oh, I saw, you know, this kind of warbler today, or whatever." Or are you just kind of just enjoying it more generally? Yeah, I'm just enjoying it generally. But yeah. being a Canadian in Florida, there are so many new bird species For I'm sure. learning about, and yeah. it's so fun to see them. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I didn't know what a mud hen was until last week. Um, and same, I'd never seen a white pelican before. So wow, yeah. So lots more of, more virtues of being a St. Pete resident, right? Yes, and there's a thing called a rosate, rosate. Oh, look, rosette, yeah, yeah. So those it's a big nutty and they're bill. a little bit pink, yeah. And so I've seen a few of those around too, which uh, are extraordinary to spot them. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, vaguely cartoonish, but cool looking. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, well, Kathleen, we're sort of nearing the end of our time, so. I don't know if you want to briefly, I know that one thing we haven't touched on that, that we maybe we're going to, is the outlaw cruise that you have uh, in mm-hmm. the offing. So yeah. Wanna... There's a bunch of different music-themed cruises that go out of Miami through yeah. a, this this incredible promoter that's actually, I think, based in Atlanta. And I last year did a Kayama one, which is <laughs> geared towards more songwriters. Um, and this year I'm doing the Outlaw Country, which I've heard is kind of like going to Boo's prison because you're just <laughs> That's funny. on a boat with a bunch of people drinking for seven days. So we'll see. <laughs> wow. That, that, but that appealed to you, right? As well, opposed to the more sedate uh, other one that you had been on? Yeah. Uh, maybe when I was 25. I, I, I try to drink moderately. I do enjoy a good cocktail. I, I really love the people that are on the cruise. Steve Earle, Lucinda Williams. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, old 97. So I'm thrilled to go and sort of be in the company of some pretty pretty cool influences of mine. That's great. Well, uh, let's let's review a couple things, and then um, sadly we'll probably have to wrap up. But again, uh, the website to find out about things you're doing coming up, uh, we'll mention now specifically, is KathleenEdwards.com. So that includes the show February 19th at the Floridian Social. And if you have a wild hair and just want to head up to Walton tomorrow, I guess you could catch the... Uh, yeah. There's the a huge schedule. It's uh, I play Friday and Saturday. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully again in Tampa and St. Pete yeah. in the future. Cool. Yeah. And, and then if you're inclined to travel, I guess you could go up and catch the uh, Kathleen Edwards, Jason Isbell shows too. So if you're super ambitious. If you're a white pelican. Right. Yes, that's right. So if you're a snowbird of some kind. Yeah. So cool. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us today on Talking Animals and WMNF. And uh, as I think you know, WMNF folks are huge fans of yours. And we're so happy that you're, we can claim you kind of as a local now. So that's awesome. And we'll be pounding on your door every couple of days saying, hey, can you come do something on the air or come do a show or whatever. So I'm happy to be claimed. Please claim okay. me. Okay. All right. We will. We will claim you. So uh, cool. So, um, I think we'll just uh, gonna wrap up with some uh, last-minute tidbits. I guess it's probably not really practical to try to play a song in our remaining 
time, I'm guessing. Uh, it's so. your call, whatever you would like me to well, do. Well, if you have a, 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 you know, obviously I'd always go for one more song from Kathleen Edwards if it were up to me. Um, she, by, by the way, this one's saying, check out the Woodstorks to hang with the homeless in Williams Park downtown. Welcome to the neighborhood, DeBreeze. Cool. So there's a tip. I'll go and look at all those comments. I would imagine there's lots to learn. Yeah. Okay, so do we have time? I mean, we've got a couple of minutes. I'll play a song quickly. Great. And Beautiful. you mentioned this. This is Birds on a Feeder. And oh, how perfect. perfect that we talked awesome. about white pelicans. Come on, spring, won't you show yourself to me? The light is changing and the fire's out. I kept it going till the orange glow became the rising sun on my bedroom floor. Take a break Cause after when 